Welcome to the Modern Rustic. I'm Russell. I'm Zach. I'm Mike. We are a community-based podcast from the heart of the Fraser Valley, where we have classic conversations about our current culture and the impact we have on it. Back in the day when we played Civ Five, we the pro, yeah the problem is, is that you even if you start at the later um, levels or not levels but eras or years or whatever it is, you don't really get the cool benefits of if you'd actually played it in the beginning. So it's not that fun to play it at the you know medieval. What is, how does it start? I don't remember. It's been a while for me. I don't know. Irregardless, Civ Five, great game. I re- there's this great story that my, we were playing, Mike and I and a couple other guys, and shout out to Chris, he was there too. And he, me and him were the only ones that knew how to play, really. And so Mike was just learning. And then you can, um, you can steal other people's cities if they trade them to you. Okay. <laughs> so I just threw Mike under the bus and I traded him, I tricked him into trading him his city. Hilarious. It doesn't sound that interesting right now, saying it. But I'm sure if I had ever played great. Civ Five, I'd be on the floor laughing right now. You, it was funny at the time. I thought it was funny. Mike was really upset about it. You were upset, Mike. He looks a little upset you, right now. You felt the need as the experienced player to take advantage of a <laughs> new, weak player. So I'm You're fine. not wrong. You know what? I'm fine with it. Are you? I uh, accept who I am. Yeah. Um, I, I accept that I'm a work in progress. And I accept that I have my flaws, but I, every day I try to be a better person. That's it. You know what people right. are playing? That was a, a great lot episode, guys. Yeah. <laughs> you know what people are playing a lot of right now? Fortnite. Oh yeah. gosh. People are really into Fortnite because like, they yeah. disabled building, right? So it's no more building. What? Right? Yeah. Whoa, yeah. whoa, what? What does that mean? So you can you can play the. I think you can still have the option to now. Yeah, they put but it like, back for, in for, for three days. Yeah. They disabled it altogether, and now it's a separate game mode. And it's blown up again. Yeah. Which, I mean, honestly, could get me to play, maybe. I've been, I've been watching a little bit. Maybe. I, I have a bunch of friends who still play Fortnite. Good for you. And thank you. Thank you so much. Hey, it's uh, important to have friends. But they play on PC. And I don't have a PC that can run anything except for maybe Google Chrome on a good day. Um, and, like, man, I tried playing Fortnite. Like, the building controls on a controller mm. are a nightmare. It's horrible. It's, like, impossible to do anything. So I gave up. But if there's a no building mode, I could maybe get into that. All right. I was at the Apex for, for a little like, while. Oh, I, I first Apex. Blew up. I actually enjoyed it quite a bit, but then uh, the people I was playing with, it, we would do, like, squad, uh, kind of fell out of it. So I'm like, well, I don't really want to do solos. Yeah. So that's, that's even harder. Yeah. So mm-hmm. yeah, I like Apex. That was probably the only battle royale that I poured any time into at all. Yeah, I played Warzone a little while when it first came out, but yeah. And that's our cold open, folks. Welcome to the Modern Rustic. Another wonderful episode with your three favorite hosts, Mike, Russell, and Zach. We are so glad to be back recording with you. We are very excited for the plethora of topics that we have for you this evening, which we basically are making up as we go, mm-hmm. but that's okay, because that's what you asked for, and that's what you st- stay tuned for. 
Did they ask for that? No. Was that in the comments? <laughs> it wasn't. Uh, have we gotten any comments? We keep saying, like, leave your comments below. Have we gotten any comments? The problem is that you can't really leave comments. You can answer the question mm. that we pose off of Anchor and Spotify, and which we have had uh, people answers come in and we thank everyone that's listening for those anchors answers <laughs> not anchors um anchors the app that you can actually personally message us on if you feel the need otherwise you can reach us at the modern rustic podcast at gmail.com or just hit us up on instagram folks at the modern rustic podcast which we have what, what do we say 10 followers we now? have 10 followers hit us up love we it should, we should have a cake we should probably have... There's, there's not a good reason not to have cake, ever. It's true. I had cake today. It was delicious. I did not have cake today. I did have a donut today. Okay. What, what kind of donut we talk about? Uh, chocolate glaze. It was the last one left. Oh. Uh, is it... Okay. Do you get it? So you're at like a work function, or you're at work, or somebody comes over with donuts. What's the donut... Okay, it's just like a, like a regular box of Timmy's. Like yeah. a 12 box. Yeah. 12 pack. What's the donut you grab first? Because for me... I I know because I'm a weak man. I am a weak, weak man. I'm going to have more than one. <laughs> so I want to balance it out. Unless there's like 12 people and they're like, oh, everyone gets a donut. Yeah. If there's not, and I know that I can probably get more than one donut out of this situation, then I'm going to go for the Honey Cruller. Honey because Cruller. If you can have a second one, you'll have a Honey Cruller. Well, no, I'm going to start with the Honey Cruller. Okay. Cruller. 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 Like crawler? Cruller. Like, okay, hold on. Cruller? Honey cruller. Why is it cruller? I thought it was cruller. There's an U in There's an E in it, isn't it? Cruller. Isn't there not an E in this word? It's C-R-U-L-L-E-R. C-R-U-L-L-E-R. But cruller sounds wrong. Cruller is correct, though. It might be correct, but it sounds wrong. Yeah. No. What you're saying sounds wrong. That's like pronouncing the R in February. cruller. It's not cruller. There's nothing to make the U sound like that. I thought there was an E in it. E-R? But that doesn't... No, no like U-E-L. <laughs> no, R- there's not. Like no. cruel. No. Oh. But is it like... Is it the C-R-U with the two dots at the no. top? Is it... What is that, German? <laughs> Umlaut? 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 <laughs> <laughs> Anyways. No, honey I, Cruller. Cruller. We've had this discussion, haven't we? No. This feels like deja vu. I feel like we have talked about this. I don't think we have. Somebody must have brought donuts to D&D sometime. And Russell went, oh, I'm going to go for the honey crueler. Well, it's new for podcasts. I've had had this conversation with somebody, but I thought it was crueler. Because I thought it was cruel as in... No. Oh, man. (laughs) Folks, if you know the answer to this, and you're more have more energy than we do to Google things, please let us know what the correct answer is. Now that you know how it's spelled, I want you to say it properly. Crueler. Crueler. <laughs> I'm just going to say crueler until I know for sure, because I don't want to be wrong if crueler I'm Crueler than what? <laughs> the wrong word, Russell. It's not. It's, you could... See, look. Look about... What about uh, a, a mule, right? There's no E except at the end, so you say it with the U. Mule. Mueller. Honey Mueller. There's no E after the U. But there's two L's in crueler. Okay, but what about... Uh... uh Okay, I can't think of one off the off the top of my head. But there are words in our language that is a consonant and then a U and then two L's and it makes the Yule sound. There has to be. There might be, but I, I don't know. I got nothing. So you go for the honey one. The twisted <laughs> bowl. 
Bring it back. <laughs> Anyways, yes. I, I usually go for the honey cruller because, uh, crawler, whatever. Um, <laughs> because it's light. It's mostly yeah. air. It's, right? it's very airy. So, like I said earlier, if I know I'm going to be able to sneak two donuts out of this exchange, I'm going for the cruller. And then I'm going to eat that sucker because it's like three bites and you're done. Two if you're hangry or even if you have a big mouth. And then usually I'll go for something. Depends on what time of day it is. Let's be honest. I don't want to get too in depth decision. with this, but if it's like. You're, when you said time of day, you're already too in depth. If it's like 1030 in the morning, yeah, I'll have like two donuts or three donuts, whatever. But if you it's three right before, donuts that early in the morning, sure, why not? Oh, I would feel so gross. No, for the rest no, of the day. no. I can pack it away. I can pack it away. Yeah. But if it's you know eleven fifty nine in the morning, I'm about to have lunch. What am I doing eating three donuts right before I have a Sammy? Like it's not going to happen, folks. So I'm only going to have the honey cruller and then just pack my lunch and get going. Folks. So to clarify, you are always going for the honey cruller. That is always your first pick. Yes. Okay. That was. Long and in depth, and I'm not going to apologize. Mike, do you have an answer? I need to qualify the question. So this is, this is a box of twelve donuts. Yes. Are they what people normally always pick for donuts in well, general, I, or I think... is it like there's it, it? This box has potentially infinite donuts. What's my favorite? Okay, the the regular Timmy's donuts. Yeah, when when you go to Timmy's and you ask for a dozen donuts, I feel like they generally give you the same twelve I feel like, donuts. Well, yeah, they occasionally do, but they, they have a lot more than twelve. Is there is a special my, donut is, is you're thinking thing. of that you want? Or well, a lot of people underestimate a cream cheese glazed donut. Mm. Cream cheese glaze. Yep, yeah. I hear you on that. Never heard of that in my life. Oh well, you go there and you ask for it. It's one that people generally that I've experienced don't order. But sometimes it'll wind up in a in a random dozen. Yeah. Not not all the time. Yeah. It's it's by far the best one. Yeah. Okay. By far. All right. I believe you. But I what just... about out of the standard lineup? Yeah, we're talking long johns and jellies and powders and and chocolate, chocolate glaze, dip. chocolate, chocolate glaze. I'm a fan of cruller. A cr- old fashioned. <laughs> You're a fan of a cruller, eh? Cruller's good. The cruller. The cruller has been ruined for me. I have a story about the cruller. I knew you would have a fun story about donuts. I always, you always surprise me with the stories. I'll answer the question first, please, and I'll say that it, uh, depending on my mood, mm. <clears throat> because I don't want to be the guy, the first guy to the donuts. Because I usually am at my job. I work at the front counter, so if a customer brings in donuts, I pick up the box and I take it to the break room, which means I you have first, first access to the. Donuts. If that box was full when it got there, and you told them there's only half as many donuts as there was, it's not their fault. So it depends on my mood that day. Am I like, eh, screw these guys, I'm going to take whatever donut I want. If that's the case, apple fritter. Every time. If it's not the case, then I'll go for, and I may catch some flack for this, the old-fashioned plain. Oh, no, not plain? plain. Yeah. Whoa. Yeah. I love it. You had me until you said plain. Yeah. I, I do like the old-fashioned glaze, too, but... Also, this is usually like 8.30 in the morning, and if I eat like a super sugary donut that early, I'm going to feel like trash garbage for the rest of the day. Mm. So, old-fashioned plain hits the spot. No, I get it. I get it. Yeah, I do feel like old-fashioned is a a mid-morning donut. Yeah. Too early, it's too much. And it's smaller. It's smaller, which helps. Yeah. Yeah. But it's denser. Yeah. So you, I think you would like the cream cheese glazed donut. Yeah, maybe it's 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 similar. It's not quite as dense as that, um, 
but it's real good. Yeah. Mm. So mine used to be the crawler. Right. That's my, classic. My favorite used to be the crueler crawler. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I didn't know what it was called for the longest time. I had the same thing. So that that, <clears> wave, that wavy one. Yeah, the twirly one that's like mostly air. I love mm-hmm. that donut. And I didn't want to know what it was called because I didn't want to get into the habit of like, you know, go through the Tim Hortons drive-thru and order a crawler. And so I was uh, I was having this exact conversation with a few friends about like, you open up the Tim's box, which donut are you going for? And I started to tell them, well, I usually go for this one. And I was going to say, but I don't want to know what it's called because blah, 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 blah. So I said, well, I usually go for like the twisty, you know, mostly air one. And they're like, oh, the crawler. And it was ruined forever. Yeah, I'm glad they said it properly too. <laughs> I did that for your benefit. They almost definitely said crueler. I've never heard someone say crueler. It would have been crueler if they had. Hey! hey! Good morning. <laughs> it is. I don't want to be at this podcast anymore. <laughs> yes, you do. You live for the the puns, Mike. Get out of here. Ah, okay. I think we've... Exa- oh, actually, we can talk about donuts still. That's fine. What's what's the best donut place ever? The, the Like, best. where you've had the best donut. I haven't been to that many donut places. And that includes cinnamon buns. It's not a donut, folks. It's a different type of pastry, but I'm putting it in the same category because it opens it up so that we can think of other places. <laughs> so the, that also mean that muffins are on the table? No, muffins are different. Get okay, out of here. Because I, I'm not, I wouldn't pick muffin anyway, but I'm just saying. I've had some really good muffins in my day, though. Like, sure. There are some really good muffins out there. I went to Banff a couple weeks ago. Oh, yeah. And uh, my wife and I went into this, like, kitschy little cafe for breakfast one morning, and they were selling muffins. Like, you know, these cafes, they have, like, the black... Or, black the glass display case where they show everything and they were selling muffins okay but they weren't muffins they were like you know angel food cake where it's like the i've heard of angel food cake the the hole in the middle Mm -hmm. and it's like deep and round i'm describing it badly like a bun cake what are we talking about here is it a bun cake is that what it's actually called it's like it's like a mountain it's like it looks like a volcano bun cake okay bun cake yeah yeah Angel food cake is just a different recipe for cake. It's, just, it's a bun cake mold is what they use. Okay. Yeah. So, yeah, they were using or bun cake. cake. Yeah, so it Similar. was that. But they were calling them muffins. What? So I guess they were, like, using muffin batter and cooking them in the bun cake molds that and then selling like them as muffins. It would like be a, good a because large it's... Large muffin. Because it would, like, it would be all top. It would all be crunchy. Oh. It'd be good. Not a muffin, though. No. See, my favorite part of the muffin is the top. Of course. Yeah. yeah. So yeah. that that sounds like they hit, they they start gold. Oh yeah, hundred percent. It's a great idea. I just don't like that they're selling it as a muffin. <laughs> Feels well, wrong. If if you're using muffin ingredients, you have to market it as a muffin type pastry, or else they won't know what they're buying. I guess like you wouldn't want to call it a cake, and then you bite into it, and it's like and this it's a is muffin. Well, how different is a muffin from a cake, though? Death, just desperately different. I think that people in general expect a different kind of flavor when they're biting into a cake as opposed to if mm. you say muffin. I guess a muffin's a lot less sweet I in some I, cases. I think so. And usually it's it's denser. Yeah. Than a lot of, like, cakes of that size would be. Yeah. Huh. Interesting. Very. Mike, what was the, what's the best pastry you've had? Um... 
don't worry, folks. We're going to get to to some more hard hitting topics in a minute. I'm just intrigued by this conversation. That is a tough one. Uh, honestly, what are those ones that girls Girl Scouts keep selling lately? Thin mints. No, <laughs> not a pastry. <laughs> Krispy Kreme. Krispy Kreme. Oh yeah, oh, okay. pretty solid. Honestly, I had I had hadn't had one for a long time ever. And a couple of years ago, you know, someone's selling them out of boxes outside a, a, a shopping store. Mm-hmm. It's the classic fun. And I, and I tried one. They actually are way different than regular donuts you get. I, I, I haven't places. actually tried them. They're 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 different. If you yeah. get them like and they're pretty fresh, they're very different. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, it was good. The beautiful thing is, I don't know if you guys do this, but if you take the Krispy Kreme and they tell you on the box. Put in the microwave for three seconds, yeah, give you instructions and it's absolute box. magic. Yeah. If you have not done this and you're listening to this right now, audience, go buy some Krispy Kremes. This is not an endorsement, but if they want to sponsor us, hey, we're here. Uh, why would we say no? Why would we say no? Yeah. We could have unlimited Krispy Kremes and be sponsored by them. That'd be great. Anyways, yeah, you microwave them for whatever, three seconds or five seconds, I think it is, and it's just magic. Absolute magic. I know a couple of buddies, and they they've been to the Krispy Kreme factory because it's in Vancouver or somewhere. No, it's got to be in the states. No, no, no. Well, maybe. Hold on. I mean, there might be one here now, but like I think there is one yeah. north of the Krispy. Kreme. I know. I know friends that put them in the freezer. Yeah. No, it's in Delta. Oh, okay. Yeah. yeah. So yeah, there. I mean, it's pretty close to us. So I know lots of people that have just gone to the Krispy Kreme factory or bakery or. Confectionary, yeah. either way, yeah. whatever, and uh, you just sit there and you just buy. You see them coming off the line, oh, yeah. and you just buy them box after box, and you're done a box and like you can eat a box of Krispy Kremes in ten minutes. You just keep eating them, and keep, it's just it's air and it's sugar, and you're just boom done. I'm trying to imagine the fat the factory, and then like they take you out of the tour into like the waiting room, and they get serve you a flight. Oh yeah, <laughs> like here, here you go. Uh, what do you guys think of those uh, the mini donuts that you get at like fairs and stuff, like the cinnamon sugar ones? I love mini donuts. Yeah, it's just sugar and yeah. cinnamon. I mean, it's and it's warm dough with cinnamon and sugar. Yeah. So I'm kind of over those, to be honest. Yeah, that's kind of how I feel the, too. If, if they're just balls rolled in cinnamon sugar, I'm like, that's it. But like, like I if paid, I the paid, actual donut, I though. paid six bucks to get four. Yeah, yeah. It's really they're pretty. Sometimes they're pricey. Yeah, uh, depending on where you're going, and it's like I got I got like six for six bucks, and the, that's not very good. Yeah, mm-hmm. that's fair. I think that the the novelty of them wears off before you finish your bucket of mini donuts. Yeah, yeah. By the time you're halfway through, and you're like, okay, I love mini donuts. I wanted it for the taste, but now they're kind of cold and yeah, they're like, only good when they're hot. They're only good when they're hot. Yeah, they are. Yeah. They they get. They're already a little dense, but when they're warm, they're still spongy. But yeah, when they cool off, they yeah they harden up. Yeah, I always buy them whenever I have the opportunity, and then I regret it almost every single time. Really? Yeah, yeah. There I've are never... pla- there are places like try to innovate with that a little bit, and like the uh, the deep fried Oreos is kind of a good example. Yeah, I was gonna bring that up. Those are good too, but you gotta eat them hot. Yeah, they're not the same an hour later. We've had deep fried Oreos together. Yeah, yeah, that was fantastic. Yeah, deep fried Oreos are great. I was gonna say, like, what's the best uh, food truck food you've ever had? Or fair food? Yeah. yeah. Oh man, there's so many. I love just the aesthetic of 
just fares and fair food. Well, because it's always so gross. Like, it is. It's, it's the worst food. You pay $7 for a corn dog and it's just greasy beyond yeah. measure. I love it. Yeah. But you know what? When when Chris was up last time and we went to the, the Canada Day stuff, like we went to the... At the we end went of the to break, the Canada we, Day we, food truck yeah. festival. That's right, yeah. But we finally got to the end of it. Uh, the poutine that we, we got was, was pretty oh, solid. Oh, poutine is great. And it was like... They made it look pretty good. Yeah. There's a lot of delicious food trucks in... Abbotsford in the Fraser Valley. We've got, you know, truck and barbecue. We've got poutine trucks. We've got grilled cheese trucks. We've got donut trucks. We've got the one, the one I hate, the one I absolutely despise is the, the swirly potato ones. I I hate that. that. I don't know what they're called. Elephant, not elephant ears. Those are different. Not beaver tails. Those are different. But basically you take a potato and you basically peel it. Oh, in they, one and, single and, and, strand. And then stretch it on a stick, right? And then stretch it on a stick. Yeah, I've seen that. And they charge you more than ten dollars <laughs> yeah. for a potato. For what is like the cheapest food imaginable. Literally, yeah. it's between well, popcorn and potatoes. Those are the two cheapest things they can give you. Yeah. And they charge you over ten dollars for a <clears throat> peeled potato on a stick with a little bit of like seasoning sprinkled. Yeah, well on. that's the thing. Like like they'll 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 jazz it up and be like, "Oh, you can get like parmesan cheese and you can get like bacon bits and all that shit on it." But as soon as you take it from them and you try eating it, yeah. it that'll fall off. Yeah, it all falls off. It's not going to stay on it. It's a no. spiral. Yeah. They know how to make you want to buy it and then they don't care once you do. So, let's be honest here, folks. I'm pretty sure there's a food truck fest in Coverdale soon. Oh, I hope so. I love food trucks. Yeah. I think this month. Ooh. I'd go to that. Yeah, there was a <clears throat> there was a chicken wing food truck that used to stop outside my work every week. Mm. It was pretty good. I could sh- I could probably shout it out if they still exist. Wingers with a Z. I was at the Pacific Ag Show last weekend and there was a wing truck there, but I don't remember what they were called. And they did mostly wings, but they also had salmon burgers and a couple other little little okay. things in case you didn't want wings for some reason. Yeah, this place was only wings, and okay. I just checked. They are still around, so Interesting. if you ever see a wingers food truck, give it a shot. Well, okay, if good. we're shouting out food trucks right now, <laughs> Helm's Kitchen. So good. Helm's Mobile Kitchen. They used to be parked in the Value Village parking lot in Abbotsford on Clearbrook okay. for ye- for quite a while. And I would just go there, and they would have a different menu every day. And it would be Italian Day or Pierogi Day or Pizza Day or whatever it is. Yeah. And their food was so good. I had a, like a calzone once, and basically it just t- kind of tasted like a pizza pop. Yeah. Which was awesome. Well, it's basically all a calzone is. Right? It is, but you expect it to be like, oh, this is a calzone. Like a pizza yeah. pop is like a frozen, yeah. you know, whatever calzone, right? A, yeah. For children, basically. But, I man, I love pizza pops. But also, this calzone was so good. I'm a sucker for calzones. Are you guys, you guys into calzones or what? I like calzones. I think I might have told you the story about when I tried to make, like, I worked at Little Caesars for my first job and I tried to make a calzone. Okay. Did I tell you this story? No, please tell it again. It, it ended so badly that I gave myself food poisoning while, 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 I, while I was working, and, okay, I, had, and no. I had to be driven home by a coworker. Okay, oh, walk no. me through this. What did you no. do? No, no. Uh, I mean, I just I I made it improperly. I guess there's more than just making a pizza and folding it in half. I guess. Well, you probably got to cook it for longer, right? Because I cooked the outside of it pretty well. I thought. Yeah. But I guess I should have flipped it. 
or something. Yeah, yikes. Because the, uh, the, the inside of the bottom layer was not cooked mm. enough. Oh, yeah. So, bummer. Like yeah. Calzones are like the omelet of dinner. Right? It's kind of the same thing. I think, sure. I think breakfast for dinner is the omelet of dinner. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I guess. Also, is calzone a sandwich? No. <laughs> uh, no, but I'd say it's pretty close to a pita, which is, also, which is a sandwich. Mm. <laughs> Folks, if you disagree, you know where to reach I think us. the difference is that it's baked. Yeah. yeah. I would say the difference between like a calzone and a, and a pita would be that it's baked. Yeah. Okay. Fair enough, fair enough. Uh, back to the Food Truck Fest. It is this coming weekend. Oh. So what day, what dates Friday, are those? Friday, Saturday, Sunday. Uh, and we're what? In first week of the end of April? Yeah. <clears throat> so the 8th, 9th, and 10th. Okay. So. All right. If you guys are interested. Yeah. Yeah, we can. It go, goes till 9 on Friday, 8 on Saturday, and 7 on Sunday. All right. Yeah, I mean, I love food trucks, so let's do it. Did it's, I ever? It's Missouri, so. Did I ever tell you guys my uh, food truck idea? I had an idea for a food truck a long time ago Ooh. that I'm never going to do. But let's uh, do it. Uh, well, let's so hear it first. It's <laughs> it's a it's a food truck. Yeah, stay with me. Good start. Uh, but the only thing that they serve is peanut butter and jelly sandwiches. Oh. But here's the kicker: peanut butter made in house. Okay. Jelly. Made in house. Okay. Huh? So, uh, artisan created, artisan crafted peanut butter and jelly sandwiches. Exactly. And you get like the really like posh bread. Oh, yeah. Like only yeah. for the bourgeois. From like a local bakery. Right. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Or you can make your own bread, probably. And not, probably not in a food truck. No, but you could have like a different, um, place that you would make the bread. And yeah, you, you could. Yeah. Take yeah. enough bread for the day and go. Yeah. Interesting. What's your alternative menu? Like like what if if I want more than just a PB and J. That's it. You're not gonna like throw some bananas in there or anything? Well like, sure. Anybody you, or, you could get or some deep, chocolate. Deep, deep fried is is like your authentic thing. So in my mind, I don't know if you guys have ever done this, but if you make a peanut butter and jelly sandwich <clears throat> and then you uh, fry it like a grilled cheese that's really good. I have heard of that. I have never done it. So you could do that. I mean, sure, you could do bananas. You could do chocolate chips. Yeah, that's, that's, I'm asking. Like, are you yeah. gonna, are you gonna innovate at all? PB and J yeah, with I mean, ice cream. Sure, you could do ice cream on the side. Why Dessert, not? PB&J. But then you got to put a freezer in the food truck. You're like, gonna you have to have a fridge anyways. You don't want I it. To, so. You don't want it to warm PB and J. Well, do you want it to be warm PB and J? I don't know. If you're grilling it, you do. You want the peanut butter mm-hmm. to be warm, but the jelly to be cold. You're already having a generator and stuff for like gasoline hookups for your yeah. stove, so you might as well just put a fridge. Well, I'm just thinking about like space. Yeah, I think about space all the time. <laughs> the final frontier. It but is it, the yeah. final frontier. You just, you, just, you just don't stock up a lot of ice cream. Like yeah. it, it, it goes with one item on the menu which is the one that you fry yeah and then you put a scoop of ice cream on top so it melts yeah like that's that's the only time that you use it yeah mm. yeah that was my idea for a food truck it's not a bad idea i feel like you still need protein though why you, you go to fairs uh, what do you think peanuts are are but what well, it's protein <laughs> well peanuts are like yum okay <laughs> and we've covered this so yeah i know Anyways, uh, but, but I'm just it's also protein. There is protein in peanuts. I just the the carnivore in me wants there to be meat. Also, yeah, but you're not asking this of beaver tails. Why are you asking it of that's me? That's true. Okay, that's fair. That's fair. It's a I dessert apologize. place. I apologize. Thank you. 
It's not. It's not designed to be a lunch spot. No, no. This it's, is. It's a dessert. We're going to the P and E. Artisan PB and J. Yes. If that's the case, it should be really small. Why the servings? Why right. Would if you, you want get it to be small. If you get uh, if you go and get mini donuts, you got have a bunch of you mini know, donuts. You know why you don't want it small? You don't want it too big because Russell's kind of right on this. There is a medium size that you have to meet because you don't want it too big because you don't want people to share. Uh, yeah. You don't want big one bite, and that's that, that's all they're going to share because that's like a third yes. of what yeah. they, of you have. That's true. So they have to get their own. I just had another brilliant idea for the PB and J food truck. I think about this a lot. <laughs> I'm, glad you, I'm glad you. Are you get sure this you're not going to do this? Because it's something better and better. <laughs> this might be me in my forties. Um, I want that so bad <laughs> for you. Uh, Living your dream. You ready for this? Fifty cents extra. We'll cut the crusts off for you. Whoa! I was I was already thinking that you, you would you would you would you would serve it without crust. Yeah, I mean, some people, you know, some, some people, people like, like it without the crust. the crust. Some people like the crust. Some people don't like the crust. Yeah, but you I, give if option. you want it to be different and stand out, I think you serve it regularly without the crust, like the uncrustable style. Yeah, hmm. or you get cool cookie cutter things and you make different dis- shapes for each that's, one. That's a lot of food waste, though. Yeah, and then you sell them the crusts for extra. <laughs> just the crust or you just you have the sandwich and then you stamp it and make a shape and then you just give it to them on that yeah so they have the crust and the outline but they also have a cool shape so they can throw the crust out if they want but it's already cut so that they can eat it without the crust the thing is though <laughs> if you're doing the frying thing uh, you're kind of making crust because you're you're, to- you're toasting both sides yeah so yeah, but you I, don't have like the outer crust. Yeah, but I, I I think to be different, you you, you serve it regularly without without the crust on the edges. Yeah, mm. it'll stand out. It'll stand out a, a, a lot more. Yeah, interesting. I don't know. I I think it's not a bad idea actually for all the weird dessert food trucks that are out there. Yeah, why has no one done it yet? I'm sure probably people have somebody done has. Yeah. It's probably just not that widespread. It's yeah. like. Deep fried Oreos. It sounds great, but in order to do it, it that's pretty niche. It's pretty niche. Yeah. You have to be a food truck that's already doing deep fried food, and then they're like, "Yeah, we're already deep frying. We already have the oil. Let's just toss everything we have. Like yeah. deep fry your your air conditioner and your a deck of cards and your Coke cans, like whatever. Deep fry everything. Yeah, people eat it. It's nuts. They will literally deep fry anything, and people will eat it. Yeah, pickles, butter, anything. Oh, deep fried pickle. Oof. Don't love so it. good. You don't, don't love it. it. I've only in the like the last couple years been introduced to it. It's so good. It's amazing. It's so good. It's like a go-to like on the appetizer menu. If there's, I see there's them, there's not many places time. that mess it up. To be yeah. honest, there's not. Every and people have different takes on it, so it's pretty yeah. good. Okay, now when you say deep fried pickle, do you mean a sl- like a medallion of pickle or a full pickle? You can get both. It's harder to get like the whole one now. I, I've seen at restaurants because they'll do the slices. I wouldn't want a whole one, anyways. No, no, I don't think so. You would want like a spear or a medallion. If you go, mm. well, if, you're, if we're talking food trucks, though, they, you, I think. Well, yeah, it was introduced by like you, you uh, pierce it and then yeah. dip it in like like a pogo kind of thing. And I don't know. It, I think it's a good idea. It is. I think that if anyone's listening, if you would like to go halvesies or get in on this. This idea right from the ground because it's brilliant and uh, we should probably trademark it before anyone else jumps yeah, on. If there's there. any investors listening, yes. hit me up. If you don't have an idea but you have money, <laughs> 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 that's up. 
Yeah, if you want to throw all of your money at a great idea, call me. Yeah. This food truck and we'll is, change your This mind. food truck is just one of many. I have a lot of good ideas. We want to we want to create our own golf course and uh, golf? sell sell donuts and oh yeah. The, the, what what did we design that once? It was a, a bookstore and a brewery and a, <laughs> donut, and a donut, donut shop. shop. Oh man, it's all in be, one building. All in one. Well, building. It, it was like <clears throat> it was a lot. Yeah. Oh okay, like a strip mall, <laughs> but every store is owned by you. But it's on this property. <laughs> Oh, it's on this property. Okay, gotcha. Actually, if anyone is actually listening and they want, they have thought about starting a, a little food business or something, there is something there is something in Mission for that. The Mission City Food Hub, uh, which basically is a organization which is essentially a co-op, and they have a functional industrial kitchen space that people can rent out. And you can, you know, make your designer cookies or do your falafel or whatever it is. Yeah. So I was just at the in Kamloops for the agriculture and food co-op show, and first of its kind. Shout out to everyone that was there. And they have a similar situation in Kamloops where they have something called the Stir, and it's a community-based food hub where. Anybody that wants to start on their own or start their own food-related business can rent out space for super cheap and store their products there, store their ingredients there, and then they can use that space to cook from, and then they can go wherever they want with it. Or, and they sell the product in the in the storefront. Oh, that's really cool. Yeah, I, I've watched some like uh, I forget, it's like a television show or a documentary or something where where the, like spaces like that exist. They're super cool. Yeah, and I think they're starting to pop up more and more. I didn't know that Mission had one. That's yeah, Mission cool. has one. I've seen that for like uh, like wood shop kind of stuff. Yes, where they have like heavy machinery, and you can go and use heavy machinery, which mm-hmm. is like it's a cool business model. A lot of liability for something like a like yeah. a machinery yeah. shop, I would imagine. Yeah. But <clears throat> I mean, same could be said for a kitchen. I mean, uh, less so. Less, yes, yeah. but still, the liability. odds of somebody cutting off an entire digit. Or yeah, I think I think your real liability issues would be like. Uh, like seminal and stuff like that, cross contamination. Yeah, yeah, food related between, between, between people using the places. Yeah, but yeah, something to think about. But that's a neat idea, for sure. It's, yeah, it's really cool. I'm I'm so fascinated by that whole mentality, and I I was all fired up because I went to this show and I learned all about co ops and the power that they can possess and the ideas that can grow from this. There's a place in Langley called Foodlands Co op. And they have acres and acres of land, and they just have people that work there and farm it, and they all pitch in, and they all reap the benefits. And it's so beautiful. Yeah. It's so cool. And the, the idea of a co-op is huge everywhere else in the world. Yeah. Right? You look at Europe, you look at Italy, all of the beautiful things you get from Italy, balsamic vinegar, wine, grapes, tomatoes, all those things, it's all co-ops. Hmm. It's so cool. And all these farmers just get together and they're like, okay, we want good prices. We can't do market it on our own. So they just all pitch in together and they can fight the bigger companies. It's so cool. Yeah, that's neat. That <sighs> yeah, I don't know. It's just, if there is a system that's going to get us further and that can be applied to a lot of different things, it's the co-op model. Yeah. It's, it's so cool. You mean people working together toward a common goal? Yeah. What? 
It's cu- cutting out the middlemen of their lives? What? <laughs> <laughs> it seems obvious. Seizing the means of production? What? Let's uh, hope you were going to say that. <laughs> Especially since Russell was just endorsing it. Which, what was I endorsing? Seizing the means of production. Oh, yeah. Do it. Okay. All right. Wouldn't have expected that opinion out of you. Wait, what was I talking about earlier? <laughs> he, doesn't, he doesn't know what that's related to. <laughs> it's like a communism oh, well, idea. Yeah, I mean, like I said in previous podcasts, <laughs> a little bit of both is the way to go. All right. So libertarianism. No, that's further on the other end, isn't it? Uh, I'd say that libertarianism has a healthy dose of both. I thought libertarianism was past... Con- conser- or no, I guess you're right, because libertarianism is basically... Because they don't want any government, right? It's not that they don't want any government. It's that they don't want a governing body to have too much say in the day-to-day lives of a person. Right. Which sounds actually not that bad in in theory. Yeah. But I thought it was, you know, you've got your liberals, then you've got your guys in the middle, then you've got your conservatives, then you've got your far-right guys, then you've got libertarianism, and then you've got essentially anarchy. Well, libertarianism leans far left. No. Am I wrong? I thought that? it was the other way. Because libertarianism is just an extension of liberalism. No, I thought libertarianism and liberalism were almost opposite. Why would they be the same word if they meant opposite things? Cruller and cruller. <laughs> <laughs> this is uh, a podcast where three people who know nothing about politics discuss politics. Correct. <laughs> Correct. Um, yeah, see episode... 11? I'm no rocket politics scientist. (laughs) (laughs) Did we talk a lot about politics in episode 11? Which one was that? Yeah, our anti-work and metaverse episode. Oh, okay, yeah. We talk a lot about politics. Uh, Well, some. It's a good episode. Mostly about how we can just, the three of us are going to fix the world, and this is exactly (laughs) how we're going to do it. Uh, And that is pretty arrogant of us. And if you think that's the same, folks, you're probably right. Uh, Anyways. Are we... we Good. We're done. Yeah, we can the... stop talking about food because I'm so hungry. So we can move <laughs> on. Honestly, I haven't eaten today. I'm really hungry. Yeah, I, <laughs> don't talk about it anymore. I haven't eaten since like eleven o'clock. Okay, so. because I have a hero that I want to talk about. Please do. It's not food related, right? It's not food it's not related. Mayor McCheese. It's it's No. I don't think so. Okay. When was the last time Mayor McCheese was in the news? <laughs> I'd, like, I'd like to know. The the guy with the cheeseburger head from McDonald's. I don't remember that. You at know all. the McDonald's cast of characters. Th- this is yes. before his time. Do, I know. You I know, know they're the ham- same age. I know Ronald McDonald yeah. and I know Hamburglar. Who's That's the pr- who's the purple guy? Oh, 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 <laughs> See, oh! He doesn't, he doesn't even know. I know this the purple guy. guy. The, this guy. Uh, What's the bird's name? There's a bird. <laughs> See, McNuggy. I don't know. <laughs> No, that's that's who the purple guy was supposed to be. No, he's a purple I, nugget. Did you know that? Uh, no, that's not true. Isn't it? No, it's not. I'll tell you what the purple guy is after I, Russell gets the he, name. No, I do it now. Do it now. I want to know this. Uh, do you want me to tell you the name? <sighs> it's like Burgly or something. <laughs> Cruller. Cruller. No, it's not. <laughs> no, tell me. I can't remember. It's Grimace. Grimace. Yeah. Oh, of course. Uh, Grimace oh. is supposed to be a grape shake. Oh, uh, McDonald's okay. has never sold a grape shake, but for some reason they made a character that was a grape shake because they needed somebody to be a drink. I I'm so sorry that I forgot that because I'll forgive you. It was a couple of months ago or whatever, or last year I think, and 
Elon Musk and McDonald's were talking about this like back and forth on Twitter, and then there was a cryptocurrency called Grimace Coin that oh, came yeah, up from I remember that. that. And I, uh, I remember yeah. that now. Okay. <sighs> we started talking about food again. Who's your hero? It's not um, Mayor McCheese. I'm, I, I'm I'm curious as to the other character. Mike, are you looking up the other characters from? Uh, no, but uh, did you know that there was a bird? No. What are the other characters? I didn't know there was a. Bird. So there there was a bird. Uh, Is he like a French I, fry I hair? Don't, or no, something? I don't. Don't. She was. It was a girl. I don't remember her name. Uh, she kind of. Died off. Well, not died off, but like <laughs> they, killed, they killed her off. They, they, stopped, they, stopped, <laughs> they, they stopped using her before Grimace. I, I, remember, I know that. Um, I, I don't even know if they actually had a name. Are you sure nothing like Red Robin? No, no. There was there was a McDonald's like chicken girl. Okay, <laughs> I always loved that because I used to when I was a kid. We used to have all of the we used to collect the toys, right? The, yeah. the Happy Meal toys, and they would all be really cool. McDonald's characters and stuff like that, and man, McDonald's toys used to be great. They used yeah. to be so good. Oh, and it was like independent, like their own. Creations. Yeah, yeah, they're pretty good. Now it's just oh, whatever the newest. Some uh, of the licensed ones were okay too. Like I remember getting Bionicles from. Uh, from I was going to say get Bionicles from McDonald's. Did you? Yeah, yeah, yeah absolutely. Yeah, there was a there was a time. Yeah, I, I like that, but also they sold out. I, I feel mean, like, let's be I, I feel like Bionicle was like one of one of the earlier like when they latched onto license. Yeah, stuff. I think you're right. Yeah, I mean yeah. Lego is huge. Let's be real. I think they did. I think they did Pokemon. For oh, a I remember. A while. Do, you, uh, do you guys remember the little video games? Yes. Like there was a Sonic one. Yep. But it was yep. like tennis. Or am I mixing two memories up? Yeah, I think you're mixing two memories. I might up. be. But yeah. Yeah, they had the, the game McDonald's games. Yeah. yeah. Interesting. Yeah. yeah, I remember those. I, th- I think you can buy those, like those kind of like the, like the the fast food franchises. I think you can well, buy their games on Steam. Oh, really? Like, like a collection? I'm yeah. sure. Maybe I don't know. Um, I also know that McDonald's toys sell for m- big money now. They're oh, collectors, like, like yeah. the old ones. They're big money. Well, because they never run them again. Like no, they're collectors yeah. editions, right? That's so cool. Even though there were like millions made. What do you guys think? Is it why is there even a market for that? Is it just people that want to remember their childhood? It's nostalgia. It's history. Well, and it's it's supply and demand, right? Like, right. If there's a low supply of these things circulating, people are going to want them just because they're so limited. That's true. Yeah, I find that so interesting. The things that people latch onto that they want to collect from their childhood. It's almost like they they're just trying to grab anything and everything that reminds them of when they were a kid and happier times. McDonald's toys and uh, Beanie Babies and Pez dispensers. Yeah. Actually, and, you know what? Now that I think about it, Bionicle probably wasn't early like franchise toys for McDonald's. Oh they, no, they it was later. A lot, a lot earlier. Than it that. was late two thousand. Because I'm pretty sure I've seen a video of somebody like had like a Star Wars collection, and they had like stuff from Star Wars that was from McDonald's. I'm pretty sure. Yeah. So there is no doubt in my mind that McDonald's and Star Wars teamed up multiple times for toys. Yeah, but I mean, yeah. like original, like that that far back. I'm pretty sure. So maybe, yeah, maybe, but maybe I'm sure. The whole time. I mean, they like McDonald's doesn't make their own toys anymore. So no. Bionicle or you know something must have been the catalyst to be like, okay, let's move in the direction of just licensing 100 yeah, percent of the time. Too. Who is, is it? McDonald's that gives you the option now you can just get a book yeah. instead. I love that. Yeah. I love that so much. Yeah, that's pretty cool. People, kids, you need to read more. If there's anyone under the age of 20 listening to this podcast, go read a book instead, okay? It, it'll help you in life. It will. 
But then they won't have the memory of the really cool toy that they got from McDonald's. The cool LOL doll. Um, that's true, I guess. I don't know. Kids <laughs> need to read books. That's just that simple. That's true. That's true. I say after I haven't read a book in months, but it's fine. I did a lot earlier on, so I don't have to do as much now. There you go. Anyways, literacy is important. Anyways, I want to talk about this individual that has touched my heart. His name is Magawa. I think, I'm not sure if it's a male or female, actually. Magawa, who has died recently at the age of eight, was honored with the UK-based People's Dispensary for Sick Animals' highest award for bravery in 2020. Magawa, I think that's how you pronounce it, is a landmine-sniffing rodent. A rodent? In Cambodia. All right. What kind of rodent? A mouse, I'm pretty sure. Oh, okay. Uh, This mouse has done more for saving lives than most likely anyone you know. (laughs) Anyone I know? Okay. Probably. Probably. (laughs) Magawa, the landmine sniffing I pretty much just know you guys. (laughs) (laughs) If if it ran up to a mine and exploded and saved somebody else from stepping on it, that's one. That's more than I know. (laughs) Right? But this, they train rodents in Cambodia to sniff out landmines so that they can disable them. Is that not amazing? It's pretty cool. That is amazing. So this mouse, who had passed away last year, or in 2020, I believe, found more than 100 landmines and explosives in Cambodia and won a medal for heroism. They retired in 2020. Uh, that's, That's basically it. Scarred by decades of civil war, Cambodia is one of the world's most heavily mined countries with more than 1,000 square kilometers, which is 386 square miles for anyone in America, of land still contaminated with mines, landmines. Wow. Is that nuts or what? It's pretty crazy. You think, you think when someone says landmines, you think of just like North and South Korea for the most part, or Vietnam maybe, or but currently Ukraine. Well, yeah, yeah. But oh, man, they use the rats to sniff out the mines, make which makes it less dangerous for the human handlers who have to disarm and remove the weapons. Obviously, there's a lot of cool stuff in here. But essentially, folks, animals are amazing. Okay, this mouse has done so much for the world. Just because it's it sniffs out landmines. Isn't that not cool? That's pretty crazy. It's cool. I thought it was cool. It's taking the jobs of dogs. Taking the jobs the jobs the job jobs of dogs, yeah. I think there's lots of dogs that do it too, but Well bomb sniffing dogs, yeah. Yeah. Same thing. Yeah, but it's kind just of. it's nuts how we have all this cool technology and all these you know, radars and computers and satellites, but at the end of the day, Mice. It's like that voluntary crow program we were talking about <laughs> in the previous episode. It's a hundred percent voluntary. We, if we could train crows, those mines would be gone. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Crows are too smart for their own good. I think that would be a prop. I don't think crows could like grab onto the mines. No, that because they wouldn't even have to. What do you mean? The crows could just trigger them, drop something on them. Oh, because they yeah they you could they do it with, when no one's around. That makes sense, actually. They yeah. could they could find the the mines, or, and then they can drop rocks or nuts on them. And, or because crows can use tools, you give them a little tiny satchel, <laughs> with little tiny like <laughs> with, like little tiny lock picks, and they could 
He's got a soldering <laughs> kit and <laughs> like, like, like to disable turns, puts down his visor, <laughs> starts like soldering open. Oh my goodness, that'd little, be great! Little, little bird blow torches. <laughs> I feel like that'd be great, but also like them with the mice, they can like work together. So the mice like carries all the heavy artillery, and then the, like the bird flies in. He's got a helmet on, obviously. The bird has a helmet, and the mouse has a helmet. Well, no, the bird has goggles. Oh, the bird has goggles. Yes, yeah. <laughs> Could you imagine a little bird and a little mouse in like bomb suits, like the big ones? So ridiculous. If you're an artist, in the, <laughs> com- in the comments below, please give me something. At least, or Photoshop a mouse head into a bomb suit. Great, fantastic. Give like a, like a, a, little, a little mining hat with a light. It's the start of a good young adult novel series. Honestly, yeah, this could uh, be a franchise. The RBS, the Rodent Bomb Squad. There you go. Sell yeah. it to Netflix. Here we go. That actually would make a pretty cool animated show. Yeah. It's kind of like Mouse. You know Mouse, like the <laughs> the no uh, the graphic novel about uh, World War Two. Oh no, I don't. Oh, Mike. Kind of like Stuart Little, but with a crow. <laughs> <laughs> Stuart Little, but he's a cop. <laughs> imagine um, if you will. Can you imagine Stuart Little with like a bomb, a bomb suit? <laughs> <laughs> but he pulls up and still in his little red no, car. Is, no, it's, it, and he pulls up in like a like a like a SWAT van. <laughs> <laughs> uh, that'd be good. Oh man, I'd watch that. I would watch the heck out of that. <sighs> they gotta revamp Stuart Little. Like they, do they? they've been sitting on him for too long. That's fine. We can I'm let sorry. Go. We live in a world where they literally reboot everything. Why haven't they rebooted Stuart Little? It's too soon. <laughs> it's too soon. He didn't die. Yeah, but the last movie was well, like ten years ago. Oh, more Whoa, than that. It was way twenty years than that. probably. Mm, you sure? Yeah, sure Stuart Little too. Sure, sure, there weren't any like you know straight to DVD releases of Stuart Little. Well, maybe, but is that what we're going off of? The straight to DVD, yeah, straight to bargain when, when, bin when, releases. When was the last Stuart Little movie? Well, let's okay, find out. Here, let's Mikey. be realistic here, folks. How many times have they rebooted Batman? They did what five years in between? <laughs> I still haven't seen the new one of you. I haven't seen the new one either. But they wait maybe like three years before they they're allowed to reboot stuff. But also, Stuart Little has kind of become a meme in recent years. Yeah, like because like people hate Stuart Little now. Really? Well, yeah, because he's a mouse that got adopted instead of a child, a human child. But he's the talking mouse. Yeah, but still. Wait, do all mice can can all mice talk in Stuart Little's world? I don't think so. He never meets another mouse. I don't think. I don't think so. Doesn't he? He he talks to the the Nathan Lane cat. It was Nathan Lane, right? Snowball. I believe so. Yeah. yeah I remember maybe the cat. he doesn't meet another mouse. I thought he did, but maybe he doesn't. No, because his girlfriend is a bird. Oh, that's right. His girlfriend is so a bird. So there are no other mice. A, cr- a crow. A crow, maybe, yeah. Does anybody have any guesses as to when the first Stuart Little movie came out? The first one? The first one. Oh. 2001. 2003. 1999. I was, uh, I was close. Yeah, it was yeah. 1999. And then there oh, actually man, yes. was a third Stuart Little movie that I wasn't aware of. Straight to DVD. Uh, it might have been, because uh, on IMDb... Stuart Little uh, 3. He goes yeah, to college. Yeah, straight to DVD. Oh, also animated, so it doesn't count. Doesn't count? Uh, hey, excuse me, does it, does it say Stuart Little 3? <laughs> yeah, it does. Well, then it's the third one in the series. <laughs> Stuart Little 3, Call of the Wild, came out in 2005. No. Okay, Which, so let me remind you, 17 years ago. Okay, so Stuart Little 3 
the last Stuart Little thing that they did was 17 years ago. That uh, was well, more than true. enough time to read. There was also I saw as I was uh, as I was looking. Oh, never mind. Yeah, yeah, that's the last time they did anything. Was Stuart Little three Call of the Wild, 2005. Michael J. Fox. Are we gonna talk about movies now? <laughs> no, let's talk about food instead. <laughs> Guys, we've talked about both. All right, so we don't. Wait, have we talked? We haven't talked about. It. I mean, we we. I feel like that's enough movie talk. I feel like we if we go down that hole, we only talked it, about Stuart it, Little for a little bit. <laughs> if we don't change topics, I'm gonna, I'm gonna get us talking about movies for a while. <sighs> okay, well then I will talk about more animals because I got a lot to say about Shrek. About Shrek? Shrek? Yeah. So it, if curious. we don't if we don't change the topic, we're gonna be talking about mo- movies in general for a long time. Okay. That's fine. You can't say that and then not talk about it. But we'll please, get we'll go back to Shrek. Okay. But I just want to we'll, we'll leave the audience baited. I want to just reiterate to the audience: they are literally using mice and dogs and animals to do the jobs that we are supposed to do. They're using crows to pick up our trash. They're using animals for literally everything. It and it is amazing and aggravating at the same time. But also, man, animals are so cool. Why is it aggravating? Well, we're training birds to pick up our own cigarette butts when we could just not smoke. Yeah, but or you ever not throw our trash on the ground? You can't tell people to do that, though. People we tell are... birds to. So what you're saying is the government should tell people to do. I'm not saying the government well, should who, tell people well, what to do. Well, then who's going to enforce people not smoking? I think we should just be a mature society... <laughs> And that's, not smoke. Well, that's expecting a lot. Well, it, that look, is expecting a lot. It, it is expecting a lot. But we're, literally, animals that can barely figure out how to get food and fly around are more useful than a majority of people in this world. What do you mean can barely figure out how to get food? Well, okay, they're smart animals. Birds have been around longer than humans. He also said fly around. <laughs> they can barely figure out how to fly around. Okay. <laughs> I'm just saying that we basically get every. Whatever we have now, technology-wise, we've basically all just ripped out from nature and copied it, which is awesome, and I love that. But we we literally have animals that do all the work for us, and and that's okay. But there's some things where you you know if we could do all this cool stuff, why can't we pick up our trash? Because we're stubborn. I know we're and stubborn. we're dumb. It's just I'm, I hate it. And it's easier to train animals to clean up the mess that humans create than it is to tell humans to change the way they've been acting for yeah because humans are just like why should i do that get the bird to do it right uh like we have caterpillars that can eat plastic did we talk about this already i think we did talk about okay this, yeah. that's so cool and the elephants there are elephants out there that mine their own salt they mine their own salt they have groups of elephants that go in that that live in caves for a little while. They use their tusks to shave off salt out of salt mines and in deep caves, and they eat it, and then they go out and go back on the plains. Yeah. Is that not amazing? Pretty wild. Did you know that elephants are the only animals with four front-facing knees? What? What do you mean? What about giraffes? Yeah. What about giraffes? Their knees, fa- the back of their legs, face this way. They no, face they the other way, yeah. like backwards? That wouldn't make any sense. Then they wouldn't get anywhere. They'd take one step one way and one step the other way. I wish this was a vis- visual podcast just so the listener could see the little arm motion you just made. 
look forward to this on YouTube. We'll put like a little little, little dancing we'll, giraffe. We'll, we'll put a little. I'm looking picture. up a picture of a giraffe right now because I don't. I don't believe that they have the they have the, they have the hind leg design, same as like a horse. So then, why why don't horses have all of that? All all the front facing knees? Cause yeah, just, they just don't. Well, their really legs go knees. the other way in the back. They don't really have knees either. That's, that's, that's what thing. I mean. Okay, elephants. Okay, I see what you're saying. Four knees facing forward. Because I've studied like bovine and and equine anatomy, and they have don't really have knees, so that's fair. Yeah, because their knees are actually just their feet, basically. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I see what you're saying. I see what you're saying. Did you also know that (laughs) their an elephant's penis is prehensile? I think I did know that. I didn't know that. Yeah. That means they can move on its own, right? They can pick up stuff with it and scratch themselves. (laughs) That's wild. That's like, because like prehensile tails. They can use its balance too. It's crazy. Can you imagine? Can you imagine? I would be able to scratch two inches down my thigh without having to move my hand. You could fix your glasses. (laughs) (laughs) Not the joke I was making. (laughs) Oh, Zach, you and your jokes. Um, Man, what I think is really cool is... Oh, I, no, actually, no, never mind. That was debunked. Because they thought that dinosaurs had their own brains and their tails for a while. Hmm. Which I thought was so cool. But now it was debunked. You also posted well, a it thing. wasn't really a brain. It was like a nerve cluster, I think is what they... they yeah, but like similar was. to like an octopus where you have like a, a, yeah. cent- it, like it, a it, nervous yeah. system. Yeah, yeah. It's, a, it's a nerve cluster that is similar to a brain structure. But it's yeah. I don't even think they they have that. I think they decided that it's not yeah they basically thought it because they had this cool idea that the tails had uh, their own brain essentially or their own primitive brain but they it was gone it's gone now i'm not sure why they thought that you posted a similarly debunked theory uh on some social media this week that i didn't click on so you can tell me about it in person okay Uh, the cows have four stomachs thing oh yeah, yeah yeah i did look at that i read it I mean, essentially just the premise is that, yes, cows have four stomachs, but no, it's really all just the same stomach, just four different compartments, like the heart. Yeah, it's, it's, oh, okay. it's a chamber. So yeah. Like, it's not, it wasn't, it's not that exciting. Oh, okay. But I didn't know that, I, well, I guess maybe I did know what cud was, but I guess I didn't realize that, like, it went into the first stomach, and then they threw it back up, and yes. then they ate it. I guess yeah. I didn't really realize that, but it's I, so cool. I, I knew what cud was, but I just I didn't realize. Cows are so fascinating. Can we just call it something else, though? Cud is the grossest, so I guess it's the most suitable word for what it like is. You're like cood? In Quebec, they call it cood. <laughs> no, they don't. Why not? They have accents there. Yeah, there's an extra E in there to make it sound like ooh. <laughs> like cooler. That was the joke, Russell. I know. I'm adding, never mind. Sorry, I didn't mean to step on your joke. No, that's fine. Anyways, yes, cud is super fascinating. Cows are super fascinating. If anyone wants to talk about cows and they want to do it on a podcast, hit us up. The Modern Rustic Podcast at gmail.com or hit us up on Instagram anytime. We need to talk, to talk about cows more on this podcast. Let's talk about cows. You should get a cow on the talk. <laughs> yeah. Okay. I could do that. We could, we, could do, uh, we could record an episode in the barn and we could just see how many cows moo at us and then we'll just it'd be very thematic it would be it would be it'd be an experiment (laughs) it'd be something it would be fun it would have results also 
I'm, we can get off this animal topic, but I just love talking about it because whether it's genetics or using animals or finding out how cool animals are, I just love talking about that. And it fits with the modern rustic idea, idea right? Even though we learn all this cool stuff about technology and we have all the coolest, you know, metaverse and, and microchips and everything, at the end of the day... What we had in the beginning is probably still works the same as as now, right? All of our some of our greatest inventions have been just natural stuff, right? Oh, that reminds me. I I'm, I'm going to shout this out, please, <clears throat> and then we can talk about Shrek. Um, yeah, I yeah, no, good. <laughs> I stayed up last night until one in the morning. Smart watching. I know it was really dumb. I wish I didn't do it because I'm tired. Um, watching this guy on YouTube, Bush Radical. Uh, I don't remember how I came across it, but he just posts these videos of, uh, him and his wife own a property, a a large property in the Midwest, uh, United States. Mm. Um, and they've been building cabins together on this property for like 20 years. So they have just all these different cabins on their property. They have like a camping site and all this stuff. And like, I think they use it for like rental properties or even just for themselves sometimes. Hmm. But uh, yeah, like the first one I watched, it's just an off-grid cabin in the woods, start to finish. So you watch the whole process. It's 41 minutes long. But uh, yeah, if you guys want to check it out, it's really cool. And it sucked me in. I watched one, two, three, four, five, six videos and they are all... 20 to 40 minutes long oh my goodness yeah. wow yeah really fascinating stuff though like he just shows you the whole process of him building these off-grid cabins like made of wood yeah yeah just like with his own two hands hammer and nails wow yeah that's amazing we need yeah. to get back to that folks i we got so to... inspired watching it i was looking up like <laughs> like uh cheap lots of land in mm-hmm. like in like interior bc or wherever oh like... I there is an island for sale. Oh, I saw I yeah. saw this. Yeah. Did you see this, Mike? No. There's a. It's only three hundred and twenty thousand dollars. Yeah, it's really cheap. And it's I think sixty five acres of island. It's way up north. Um, where way up north? Like between here and Alaska. Okay, so Panhandle. Somewhere, yeah. Okay. But uh, it's off the coast of of BC, and it's yeah they're selling this island, and it's crazy cool. You can. There's a town not that far from there. You can get there by boat. It must have sold by now. I would assume so. I saw that really like, cheap late last week. And if, like, if it was me and I had four hundred grand just kicking around, I would me? buy an island. Are you crazy? You Why could not? watch. You could watch a forty-minute YouTube video and build your own house on that land. Yeah, <laughs> you could. That's the other thing. Is it took this guy like a week to build a cabin? To build a cabin. That's nuts. Well, you have to think that he's he's not building like. He's not probably doing like insulation or electrical. No, he was no electrical because it's off yeah. grid. But like it's insulated. There's a wood stove. Okay. Mm. And yeah, yeah, really cool stuff. I highly recommend that YouTube channel because it yeah. uh, it sucked me in. Bush radical. Do they have plumbing though? No plumbing. So okay, yeah. So but, like modern conveniences. So it's just there's walks. an outhouse like yeah. ten minute walk away. Sure, sure. Yeah. Ten minutes. What if it's the middle of the night? Good luck. Have a bucket by the bed, folks. Yep. Yeah. Just in case of emergency. I mean, I keep a bucket by the bed anyways. Not for that, but because just in case you have to, like, throw up. You never know. You always keep a bucket by your bed in case Close you have to by, throw up? Yeah. yeah. I mean, I guess there's a trash can on the side of my bed. It kind of serves the same purpose. Yeah, fair enough. I don't know. I, I, when I, I grew up just like, hey, keep a bucket by your bed just in case you get sick and you have to throw up. 
I guess. Your bathroom's not that far away from your bed. It's not, no. Yeah, I could I could probably make it if I yeah. had to go hurl. Anyways, we're not talking about Do you about throw hurl. up that much that you... Never. Okay. When's the last time you threw up? Uh, it's been at least a couple of years. Yeah, it's. I can't even remember. Yeah. I cannot even remember. Wow. Good for you. Do you does that happen to you often? No, I, I don't throw up that much. I'm, like, terrified of throwing up, so... If I even feel like I might later, I won't. Oh, so I shouldn't say that. I would say probably about a year and a bit ago because I went to Whistler with a couple pals, not this year, but last year, and we we got into it. <laughs> we got into it. So, yeah. but yeah, and it's just a uh, just, uh, puke and rally. Yeah. The last time it happened for me, it was uh, right after Among Us came out. Mm. <laughs> uh I just couldn't handle the idea. No, I'm just kidding. Um, we, my wife and I, were playing it with uh, her sister and her sister's husband uh, over the phone, and we were playing for like three hours. And mm. I annihilated an entire bag of jalapeno Miss Vickies to oh, myself. Oh no, no! Yeah, and Don't a few like there was a few beers in there as well. And yeah, next morning I was, oof, yeah, rough shape. Anyways, we don't need to talk about puke on the we podcast. We should talk about puke for how much no. longer we have. <laughs> um, as long as you want. Let's it's... talk about Shrek. Please. <laughs> or something else. Um, but, yeah, whatever. Also, people, before we get off the uh, other thing, check out the Taylor's uh, Checker Spot Butterfly. It was almost uh, dead, and it was critically endangered, and then thought extinct in BC, but now it's back and growing. Hey, oh, good. way to go, Taylor. Yeah. I read a. I actually just read yesterday. There is or today, there is a dolphin in Scotland. What? That just one that speaks porpoise. What? Do they? Don't they all? No, they they speak dolphin. Oh, I love that they have their own languages. This this like so this like bone survivor dolphin, which was like it lost its pot or, or something. They they've been caring for it, and so it's it's in. I believe it's in the same tank, or at least in, it interacts with other porpoises at this like right. research facility. And so it's actually now, it communicates not like a dolphin, but like a porpoise. That is huh. bonkers wild. Yeah. Can, can we just let that sink in for a second? And, that... and even when it's on its own, when it communicates, it still communicates as a porpoise, not back as a dolphin. That's crazy. That's like, that's like if I got amnesia and, and just had to learn a new language no that's a bad example that's just crazy (laughs) (laughs) the fact that this dolphin is intelligent enough to not only speak one language dolphin but then learn a different language can i i just want to clear it here there's not an actual language called but like no so like dolphins dolphin no but they do like clickies yeah well porpoises do clicks i believe that's what it was but dolphins have like the chirp yeah yeah and so but but it changed to doing yeah, uh, the clicks instead. That's so cool. Well, it's kind of like how, like, uh, circle it back to crows or ravens, uh, or I mean, parrots too. Other dark birds, like they will imitate sounds that they hear, which is probably you know mm. it's similar to what this dolphin was doing. I imagine probably, probably started that but, way, but yeah. but it actually does communicate with them. Yeah, yeah but but you can also communicate with a bird in the, in that way. Like you can, I guess, but you're not going to know what you're saying. The bird doesn't know what they're saying though. Right, because if a bird, if a parrot parrots back what it hears, it doesn't know what it's saying. It's just repeating what it's it heard. Not always. They're intelligent enough to be able to know. Um, well, I mean, their brain is is 
simplistic enough to only understand a couple, a few things. Right. Well, sure, but what else do they like? It's not like danger, fear, when, yeah. food. Yeah, yeah. When, when a parrot says "Polly want a cracker" enough times, and it gets a cracker every time, it learns to say "Polly want a cracker," when, right? And it gets a cracker. Yeah, that's that's my point though. Is like a bird doesn't have that much to worry about, so it learns the words that it needs hey, to man, learn. You don't know what birds think about. Well, you know, I think I do. Oh, <laughs> uh, when I was in Belize, we stayed with a family who had a pet parrot, and uh, one of the people's name. Uh, his name was Marty. And shout out to Marty. Shout out to Marty. Um, Marty McFly with the birds. Every day when he would get home from work, he would walk in and they would cover the cage with a blanket during the day. Because mm. uh, they'd, they'd be cold. I can't remember why they did it. It it's, had something it, it's to do so with... so that they think it's night. Yeah, it was like a sleep schedule. Sensory yeah. deprivation. Yeah. And, and so yeah. they don't get rowdy when they're left alone. Exactly. Yeah. So there would be a blanket over the cage every day when Marty would get home from work. He would open the door, close the door, and then the pair would go... Marty! <laughs> just imitating the wife. <laughs> Wouldn't even see Marty, but he would just go, Marty! <laughs> that great. That's fantastic. That's, that's pretty great. Yeah. I love that. Have you guys seen these videos of the dogs with the buttons that can talk with the buttons? No. What do you mean? No. So people are training their dogs... Uh, you know, like the the staples that was easy button. Yeah, I do. So know. it's kind of the same kind of thing. Is they're training their dogs to use these buttons with a speaker built in, where like they'll press it and it'll go treat, oh. and then they'll give them a treat. The one I watched one where the the dog pressed the button and said treat, and then the owner in like just a normal voice, like you and I would talk right now. Like, uh, Gordon, you know how to speak in full sentences. And he goes back to this board of buttons. There's like 10 to 12 buttons. And he presses a sequence of buttons and says, Gordon wants a treat, please. Walks back and gets a treat. Oh my goodness. That is insane. Isn't that crazy? I feel like he was probably taught the order. Well, yeah, sure. But he's still able to commute. Like, he can remember sequences depending on certain commands. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, he doesn't understand the English language. Yeah, yeah. Um, no, but, but he knows but like, that pressing these buttons gets him yeah. this result. I mean, that, yeah, that's smart. Yeah. I mean, dogs are 100% smart. So, yeah. Cool. That's bonkers. Yeah. The intelligence of dogs blows my mind. Dogs, mice, octopus, <clears throat> or octopi, I should say, uh, elephants, cows, what was it, dolphins. Are we just naming animals? Yeah. Well, All the cool <laughs> ones. What was that thing that you posted about... Uh, was it deer or bucks or something? I don't remember. What was that? You just posted like a couple days ago. Something about deer evolving. Oh yeah, I. I'll pull up the article while Mike, you tell us about Shrek. <laughs> it's, it's, it's a long topic because it's it's it kind of involves Shrek, but it's a larger topic of just like movie movies and culture. That's fair. That's fair. I I haven't found that article yet, but I did find our ancient Japanese stone article. Which is crazy. Oh, yeah, I saw that you guys posted that. Did you read that? No, I didn't. Okay, folks. I, I didn't either. I was like, that that's too much like the black sarcophagus. What's me. that? <laughs> so, like, maybe five years ago, they unearthed uh, a completely black, I assume obsidian, maybe, I don't know, black stone sarcophagus. Okay. It's never been seen before. No records of anything similar like that ever before, ever. It's it completely sealed. Mm-hmm. Uh, and uh, people were like, you shouldn't open that. <laughs> Nothing good comes from opening a black sarcophagus that's been sealed for thousands of years. That's fair. That's fair. 
Apparently they opened it and there was like undefinable uh, like fluid in in, the, in in it. They tried to test it for like what it was, what it's made of, and they couldn't really come back with anything. Hmm. That's because it's from another planet. Whoa, it's like Prometheus. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Well, if you think about it, this black sarcophagus is probably important by from some culture. Did they say where it was, like Egypt or... I can't remember where it was found. I assume it had to be some sort of culture similar to... Yeah. Egyptian yeah. culture. So they took the time to put this guy, whatever it was, in a sarcophagus. A, that means he's important. So, if they had some crazy, like, asteroid metal that fell to Earth, and they found it in the desert, and who would it go to? The guy in charge. Who got buried in the sarcophagus? The guy in charge. So, he was probably buried with this crazy alien metal that's sure. a liquid in at room temperature. <laughs> sure. Or yeah. he was a monster, and they sealed him away, and the only thing they had, which was, like, some black sarcophagus to maintain his... Yeah. Yeah. The, mum, the mummy. <laughs> or if it, or it's, a, it's like, a venom symbiote thing, and the liquid uh, will come out and get you later. That would be pretty cool. That would be cool. Bad, but cool. Anyways. Uh, I like that, because it's, it's mysterious. It's fun. What is this Japanese stone? Thing? Okay. A cracked stone in the small town of Nasu located in the Tochigai prefecture of Japan, is drawing a lot of attention. Because, according to local folklore, the volcanic rock, it's mm, probably about as big as this table, which doesn't help the audience at all, <laughs> but it's Just a couple feet across. Table. Four feet. Just Google it if you want. Anyways, this volcanic rock, called Sesho Seki, meaning killing stone, held the evil spirit of Tamamo Nome, a nine-tailed fox who took the form of a beautiful woman, she became involved in a plot to overthrow Emperor Toba, who ruled from 1107 to 1123. A warrior by the name of Miuri Nosuke caught wind of the plan, however, and killed her before she could execute it. Upon her death, her spirit became trapped in the chunk of volcanic rock, blah, blah, blah. According to myth, kills anyone who touches it. Probably not true, but don't touch the rock regardless. Anyways, so the story goes that they trapped the murderer's spirit inside the rock and very recently the rock has split open on its own no one was involved it just cracked that never happens no i don't don't think so yeah i, th I think rocks can just split open sometimes. i don't know about that <laughs> i think it got hit by lightning in the middle of the night and then it cracked it open because the lightning gods were like, let's crack this guy open and see what's inside. <laughs> it's almost Easter. <laughs> hey guys, welcome to my unboxing video. <laughs> <laughs> they have YouTube in heaven. Yeah. <laughs> Love it. Oh. Oh. Anyways, that's the story of the, okay. the, the, the demon rock. Hmm. So, that's, that's it. Um. I thought it's it's just cool because with all of the other crap going on, and let's just add on the fact that this demon rock, the soul of this demon is now released on the world. Sure, why not? Do you know what that makes me just think of all of a sudden now is that back to the the PB and J sandwich. <laughs> Whoa, going way <laughs> back. I, yeah, way back. Back to that sandwich where you talked about like uh, branding uh, when you, when you yeah. when you. When you 
when you're frying it. It's like a picture of Jesus. <laughs> <laughs> just on one. Just, no, yeah, just like maybe once a month to yeah. see if anything comes about it. Yeah. <laughs> That's pretty good. Okay, I found the other article for the elk. Um, basically, uh, they are they claim that they are immune to hunting at this point. Oh, yeah, I did see that you posted. Researchers tagged 49 female elk in western Canada with GPS collars and tracked them for six years to tease out how their behavior changed with age. It turns out that not only can female elk learn to outsmart human hunters, but they seem to use different techniques to evade hunters with different weapons. So they can see a hunter, see whether he has a gun or a bow, and act accordingly. Wow. Okay. Is that crazy or what? That's pretty interesting. I mean, it makes sense. Like, they're evolving to yeah. probably their greatest threat. Right? Well, yeah. it, it, I, I read a little bit of it, and they're, they're, humans are their only predator. Oh, in, really? In this area. Oh, I guess, like, up here, yeah. 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 So, <clears throat> the creatures change how they move based on the types of weapons hunters use. During rifle season, elks elk keep clear of roads used by hunters, or opt for densely forested area where they have to travel, where they are when they had to travel near roads. But during bow hunting season, when hunters need to get close to elk to stalk them, the tricksters switch to more difficult terrain that presumably would be harder for hunters to traverse. Which is Oh, so, they, so by, the, by the season is how they... Were so they it. do it by season, so they know when the hunters with guns will show up, and they know when yeah. the hunters with bows will show up, and they move accordingly. Are those different seasons? I think so. Yeah. That also probably more goes to the fact that they're, they're learning... Uh, that the sounds of guns, oh at, yeah, at this particular time, they're safer in one area than the other. Yeah. Whoa. Approximately one million elk that live in North America today make up only ten percent of the population before it was settled by Europeans. Hmm. Huh. Can you imagine how many elk we had? <laughs> elk and buffalo, man. They're all over the place before. Yeah. Them. Oh man, I just did a lot of reading on market hunters in the early 1900s and how they destroyed the buffalo industry. Oh, so interesting. Tragic, but so interesting. The pictures they have, like these mountains of buffaloes, and crazy. Crazy. Wow. Speaking of buffalo. Yeah. Sorry, no, go ahead. Did you have something? Speaking of buffalo. I was going to say, speaking of buffalo, let's talk about Shrek. <laughs> I was going to say... Did you know the did, inventor of the Segway died by driving his Segway off a cliff? <laughs> I was going to say, uh, did you know that there is a flamingo that escaped from a zoo in the States 17 years ago, and it is still free, flying around? What? Just hanging out. It, it's been tagged this whole time, and it's still alive, and still free <laughs> as a bird. <laughs> Isn't that crazy? It's a good man. 17 years, this flamingo's been free. <laughs> crazy that's absolutely nuts and i'm 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 rooting for him i really am that's fantastic yeah live your best life ah all right flaming joe that's probably his name probably if not we're naming him that folks if you know that flamingo his name is joe flaming joe okay if you have a better name leave the name in the comments below please that's going to be the question for this episode what should we name the flamingo that's living in the wild that, no, that's not a good name for a question. Well, I'll think of a better question for you folks, but think of a good name for the Renegade Flamingo. Anyways, segueing to Shrek. That's going to be a long topic, man. That's fine. I got nothing else. All right. So, I think Shrek, and there's other movies that kind of fall in this category, 
if you really think about it, is probably one of like the biggest touchstone uh, in terms of like culture in movies that we have with people nowadays. Mm-hmm. I feel like you should explain this more. So like you, everybody knows Shrek. Everybody knows Shrek. You could go to somebody and be like, "Hey, have you seen Lord of the Rings?" You'll get some people that are like, "No, I haven't seen any of the Lord of the Rings movies." Some people haven't seen Star Wars, mm-hmm. Back to the Future, but like if you mention Shrek, I'd be surprised if you can find somebody that hasn't seen one of them. Mm. Okay. So, why do you think that is? It's just one of those f- phenomena that happened to be that it it came out at the right time it hit all the right marks and it was so saturated Hmm. into culture now especially because obviously because Shrek's now a meme and everything else people that didn't see it before have now seen it ironically because like I don't get this this obsession with Shrek I gotta watch Shrek I guess and figure it out yeah do you think people do that yeah probably if they haven't seen Shrek before yeah Yeah, and they want to be in on it yeah yeah I don't know. I, I think that if it's like this tiny little, if it's a meme on the internet. It's not tiny. It's pretty big. But, you know, like if I see, uh, you know, like Pepe Le Pew or something, and there's a meme about him, right? Or no, that's Pepe the Frog. Never mind. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> Whatever. Anyways, but if it's, oh, he's from a show, I'm like, I'm not going to go and watch that show. That seems like a lot of work. Maybe that's just the lazy meme. So you're just saying that, like, Shrek is. Like a cultural icon. Yeah, yeah. it is. It's gonna sure. be. It's gonna be a touchstone for generations. Which is crazy because it's a completely original story. Yeah, like you you compared it against Lord of the Rings, which was a classic series of books from like the forties. Hundred percent. Yeah, and somehow this weird animated movie this about weird an animated ogre movie. that lives in fairy tale land and Smash Mouth played the theme. Yeah, and every everyone knows. <laughs> It really, it is, like, a product of its time, for sure. Everything in that movie is quotable. Yeah. And I think even, I would even say both movies. I think, and I think number two is better, personally, but... I actually learned uh, an interesting fact about Shrek this week, that I, th- I thought this is what you were going to bring up about it. Uh, did you guys know that Shrek, uh, when animators were working at DreamWorks... Okay. And uh, they got in trouble or something, you know, like they weren't meeting deadlines or whatever. As a disciplinary measure, they were sent to work on Shrek. I did hear about that. <laughs> yeah. They called it getting Shreked. Yeah. And so all of the, and so that's the, I think the interesting thing about it is, um, so the animators had a lot more say in what was happening in this movie because the, the higher-ups, the producers, all these people that are, you know, managing the money, they're like, oh, send him off to Shrek. Yeah, he doesn't know what he's they're doing. They're checked out. Yeah, they're not even paying attention to what they're doing on this Shrek movie. So the actual artists can have a say in what happens, and they're actually working on this movie, and they're making it the way they think they should make it. And then all of a sudden, this movie comes out, it's a box office hit. And it's unlike anything else, because it's not as manufactured as oh. most other animated movies. I are. mean, it, it pretty much carried DreamWorks, I think. Oh, it took about a bankruptcy, pretty much. Yeah. yeah. I mean, they weren't making a lot of movies before that. No. Like, you would see their their little logo and everything at the beginning of some movies, but before Shrek, not really. Not, they weren't not what they are now. No, Shrek was one of the first movies that really got popular because it was really when they were starting CGI animation. I think that has something to do with it, for sure. Yeah. It was... It was, it was Right. A, a new take on the yeah. medium, for sure. Because before that, before you know, movies like Toy Story, which was the first CGI 
animated film, they made it, they did it totally different than like that. So it, I think that that plays into it as well. But that's crazy that the fact that Shrek is a movie created by rebels, essentially. Pretty much. Or, like, yeah. I mean, for lack of a better term, criminals. <laughs> like, they were, like, sent off to the gulag to make this movie yeah. that was supposed to be horrible. But they had to finish making it because they had already invested so much money into it. Yeah. So they, so sent, cool. they sent off all the ne'er-do-wells to to the gulag to make this movie and now it's it's an icon yeah that's here, here we are with puss in boots 3 coming out soon it's that's so weird i was thinking uh the other day about how uh like whatever happened to puss in boots it was just like you know i was working i was like oh i wonder whatever happened to puss in boots i think it was a tv show after the movies but and right. then that day the trailer for oh, the new really? puss in boots movie came out that's i was right. like oh my god uh, I can't believe they're making another Puss in Boots movie. I can't believe that Antonio Banderas signed up for another Puss in Boots. <laughs> is it still him? I probably. Yeah, it, it is, yeah. yeah. I mean, why not? Unless they got somebody that sounds just like him, yeah. it's, it's him. Actually, sorry, I changed my why, stance. Why would he not? It's such an easy job I for him. He probably I, spends yeah. two weeks in a studio and then makes like Maybe two weeks. millions. Yeah, yeah. M- maybe two weeks. I have another f- story about that later. But anyways, I'm super... I'm actually not surprised that he took the job because Antonio Banderas has been basically dead for a long time in the movie world because he got typecasted so hard in the... Is that why? I think so, yeah. Because he got typecasted as either the Latin lover or the, you know, the Zorro-esque guy. I guess. And there's not enough movies being made that they need a character for that, so he got, like, basically cut from everything. Like, he's he was in Expendables three or something woo good for him but yeah it essentially he got typecasted out of uh what's the word where you're not important anymore obscurity obscurity yeah he got typecasted into obscurity yeah i think he's great i think that's what happened i think there's also i'm trying to think of another example of like a like a spanish male heartthrob in hollywood and i can't think of exactly Pedro Pascal. Oh, Pedro. Yeah, yeah, but he's not, like, Spanish in the same way that Antonio Banderas. I guess. I guess. Like, sure, his name's Pedro, but his name's not Antonio Banderas. That's true, it's not. That'd be weird if they had the same name. And, like, Pedro Pascal also doesn't have, like, a Spanish accent or, like... Okay, so I just watched The Bubble. I want to be clear. I am not trying to say that Pedro Pascal is not as Spanish as Antonio Banderas. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds really racist. I'm not trying to do that. You think we're going to get those kind of people listening to our podcast? <laughs> <laughs> they're gonna I'm, rake you over the coals <laughs> i'm just saying that if a casting director is looking they're gonna view antonio banderas as you know a spanish male heartthrob which there's not that many of in hollywood so. exactly yeah. but they also don't make movies for that character so sure. yeah 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 he, literally he got he stuck around because he was a cat an animated cat yeah yeah I just watched The Bubble. You yeah. guys haven't seen that on Netflix yet? I haven't seen it. I've heard pretty good so things. It's Judd Apatow. Yeah. Oh. It's, it's. I really liked it. Yeah. I'm, it's not going to be for everybody, though. I'm surprised. I When I saw the posters, I was like, this movie's going to suck so bad. I was kind of worried. I'm like, like, they got a lot of cast in this, but I'm like, yeah. that doesn't mean necessarily good stuff. No. But I saw a trailer and I'm like, okay, I'll give it a shot. And then I watched it. It was so good. Yeah. I was. Really? Yeah. I mean, it's, it's kind of like it's Judd Apatow, so it, it's it's super relevant. Mm-hmm. It's about like you know the beginning of the pandemic for you know 
for for people because it's like the, all these movie stars are in a studio and they get like stranded in well, there. Kind of yeah. So like very brief. It's it's these actors who are already part of this like you know B like B or C franchise. Yeah, and they're in they're in for the, the fifth episode now. And they start right at the beginning of the pandemic, and they have to finish it because the studio doesn't have anything else going. So they, oh, okay. they, they have to get it done. But then isolation happens and all this other shit happens, and it's, it's just like them dealing with it. It's super funny. Yeah. It's 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 kind of meta in, in, in a few ways, other than the, ob- the obvious, but uh, it's really good. Yeah, I'll have to check it out. There's a lot of people in it. Yeah. Yeah, I remember just like looking at the poster, which was like also really badly photoshopped. I so I just kind of wrote the movie off in my head but yeah I'll have to check it out sometime interesting yeah that and Moon Knight you should check out Moon Knight yeah right? I want to watch it yeah it's good it's the next on my list for sure but yeah it's probably got the best pacing in a Marvel show that I've yeah. seen it doesn't linger too long but like you understand that it, the beginning is just he's a normal guy and weird stuff is happening yeah and then it goes into the rest mm. it's good yeah. shout out to Oscar Isaac he is so good at acting yeah, he like I just watched Dune. He's so good in Dune, and now he's in Moon Knight. He's just taken over, man. He's mm-hmm. doing Star Wars. Ah, uh, he's the next Harrison he's the next, Ford. He's the next Pedro Pascal. Yeah, well, th- that, that's why I brought up the bubble because Pedro Pascal's in it. Right, and, and he's, he's probably the best one in it. Obviously, oh, yeah. he's great. Isn't uh, uh, what's the the tall, bald black guy, the funny one? Uh. From Key and Peele? Yeah. 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 Is it, which one is he? Key or Peele? Key. 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 Michael Key. Okay. Key that Key. one. He's great. He, he's good in it too. He's Honestly, awesome. He's probably, he's probably the second best. Uh, and, but everybody does a really good job. Uh, Fred Robertson's in it and does a, a good job at playing a weird director. Hmm. But, uh, yeah, Pedro's the best by far. He is. He's a good actor. I'm, I'm so looking forward to this because, oh, man, also did you hear Bruce Willis? I yeah. did, yeah. Oh, yeah. Such a. Rough. I actually, I, <clears throat> I did want to talk about that because I think it's, uh, it's kind of interesting because I think the narrative surrounding Bruce Willis for the last several years has been pretty there, depressing. Like, there, it's, there, there was a podcast who call, that called it like two years oh, yeah. ago because he was doing all these like. It's like in the last three years, he's had like double digits of movies coming yeah. out. Yeah, he did eight or nine movies this yeah. past year. The, yeah, the, the, there's a podcast. I can't remember the name of it, unfortunately. Otherwise, I'd shout it out. But uh, they they went through a bunch of bunch of movies. He was making so many of those. So they watched a bunch of them, and they're like, "Yeah, something's going on because he's probably going to stop acting pretty soon. Yeah. So it's like something is up because he's putting all these movies out. Obviously, you know, for the purpose of getting paychecks." It's the, like he's, he has no other interest in these movies that, yeah. other than that, and that's why. And I think a lot of people like immediately go to, "Oh, he's in massive debt." Like that's what happened with Nicolas Cage. Like yeah. when Nicolas Cage was making all those horrible movies for a little while, yeah, it's because he was in immense debt. So I think a lot of people wrote Bruce Willis off for the same reason, probably because that's yeah. The real outcome is so much more heartbreaking. Like, yeah, it yeah, sucks. It but yeah, I, I, it makes sense why he'd make all these movies that might be lackluster, but he's only in like 20 minutes of it or whatever, right? Yeah. Just got to pump him out. Yeah. Man, he's Poor so guy. good. We could do a whole episode just on all, all Bruce Willis's best movies. Yeah. Yeah. Pulp Fiction. We don't say the Die Hard's Christmas movie. Die Hard <laughs> is... Mm, uh, we're not talking about it. We're not talking about that it. That conversation's been had to death. It sure has. 
but we can have it again. I think maybe we've, later. We've and already maybe a Christmas again. Next Christmas, folks. That'll be our <laughs> annual Christmas thing. <laughs> Debating. Uh, I think we've already committed a, a podcast cardinal sin by spending as much time as we have on is a hot dog a sandwich. Yeah, but that's a good, that's a running joke now. See, when you asked like what's a good question to ask somebody at the end, I'm like, that's a good question too. <laughs> no, that's a beginning question. That's an icebreaker. Did, when you, you, did I send you that photo of the two hot dogs? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> when when a guest comes in here and they're a little bit nervous, they're like, oh, what are we going to talk about? I say, ah, oh, what do you think about is a hot dog a sandwich? Is a hamburger a sandwich? Is a pita a sandwich? Is a donair a sandwich? That breaks the ice. And then at the end of the episode, we'll be like, hey, what's the meaning of life? <laughs> you know? Yeah. That's where, that's where you got to go. I don't know if I would uh, get, get into it. I don't know. I was going to say, I don't know if I even classify donor as a sandwich. <laughs> we are not. We can talk about it the next time the guest is on. But I think a pita is. So. We have lots of phenomenal guests lined up for you folks. We are excited to have them. We're excited to have you hear them. And we are just excited in general because this is, podcast is a hoot. Well, did you have more on Shrek? Because we went way off No, topic. it was just the idea that it's it's going to be a generational touchstone. I think that. Do you time. think that Shrek is bigger or Toy Story? Shrek. Really? Well, yeah, he's like six foot six. Oh my gosh. <laughs> Woody's like this tall. <laughs> <laughs> I appreciate you, Zach. <laughs> I appreciate you. That was good. Cheers. <laughs> man, I love it. I think I'll make man. my exit now. Uh, leave on a high note. Oh, man. Okay. Anyways, that was I, a good I, I think one. it's a close call, but I think probably Shrek. Because Toy Story was the first CGI animated movie. Um, I it was think Hollywood CGI. Yeah, well, Disney, whatever, right? Or was it Disney? No, it wasn't Disney at the time. It was Pixar. Pixar, which is now Disney. So, I think. Yes. Yeah. Right? Yeah. If it's not Disney, it's Google. <laughs> I mean, Google and Disney will are probably owned by the same guy. No, they're not. But it's if it's not if it's not one, it's either Google or it's Amazon. Yeah. That's the world we live in now. <sighs> Wild. Yeah, people look into who owns which companies because they're probably all owned by a couple people. Anyways, I have a very interesting story because this plays into the whole, hey, if it ain't broke, don't fix it. You know, because we live in a world where we have to replace everything with shiny and new, right? But based on the modern rustic ideology, you don't have to. And sometimes it's good to go back to the old. There is a manhole cover in Vancouver from 1892. All right. That's the whole thing, basically. (laughs) But it's a thing. It's a thing. The fact that this manhole cover has been driven over for almost 200 years. Wait, what's the math on that? 150 years is bonkers. I mean, solid steel. It's, it's, uh, yeah, it's, uh, it's cast iron, I believe. Oh, okay. Anyways, a manhole cover outside 424 Homer Street reads CPR for Canadian Pacific Railway. It dates back to the 1890s when it was called, it's now what is now called Crosstown, which is near Gastown, was a happening, pretty happening spot. Anyways, blah, blah, blah. It's a chunk of metal. But, the fact that it has survived this long without having someone say, hey, this is a 150-year-old manhole cover. Maybe we should replace this with a new manhole cover. But why would you? 
Exactly. Yeah. I don't know. I just thought it was really interesting. I read it in the paper today, and I thought, man, some things are just timeless. You yeah, it's kind of interesting to think that it's just been there that long and hasn't broken. But you wouldn't think about it. Like, if you walked past it, you wouldn't look at it and think, oh, that thing's 150 years old. Yeah. Right. Like, can you think of anything that you can drive to that's 150 years old? A tree. Maybe. They're chopping all them down anyways. That's true. But think of, and for folks at home, listen, what's something in your life that's 150 years old? The mantle cover is not in anybody's life, though, either. No, but (laughs) it's had 150 years of vehicles driving over it. Sure. I just think it's a cool little landmark. But it just begs the question that, you know, how many things around us are older than a generation? Right? How many things have been replaced? How many things stay the same? I, I don't know. The house we're living in is, is standing in is, uh, uh, what, not even 50 years? I mean, and in another 50, it'll be gone and replaced with something else? It's crazy. You know, we, I don't know. You guys you get what I'm saying? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. It's old. It's, it's cool. old. I don't know. It's old. It's cool. <laughs> but, it, Yeah. Just everything that you interact with on a daily basis most likely will not be here in 50 years or 30 years or a lifetime from now, which is crazy. And I think that that's that's just some things you just need to calm down, folks. Yes, I get that technology and, and the future and we have to constantly pursue what's next, but... Sometimes you just gotta stick with the same manhole cover you've had for the last 150 years, right? Anyways, that's all I got. I just thought it was cool. It is cool. Yeah. And it's old. And it's old things are the coolest things. Okay. That's what I think. Anyways, Mike, what is your media recommendation for this week? The bubble. The bubble? Yeah. <laughs> it's good. It I, just came out. I thought it was gonna be Shrek. I'll be honest. I mean, it's yeah. already a cultural touchstone. Yeah, everyone listening has seen <laughs> Shrek at least once. One of the Shreks at least once. Fair enough. Fair enough. Shrek 2 is the better of all. Really, though? Yeah. I don't know. I don't know. I challenge, I challenge you to watch 1 and watch 2 and don't think 2 is better. Hey, I'm not one, gonna, one's good. I'm not going to sit through six hours of Shrek just for that. Yeah, it's like four. <laughs> Whatever. First movie's like 90 minutes. Uh, Russell, what's your media recommendation for the week? Um, you have one? I, I'm going to have to think on it for a minute, but I would probably say either uh, the Netflix documentary Fantastic Fungi, which is super cool, and there's a bunch of um, news about like psilocybin in, the, in Abbotsford lately because mm-hmm. we just, they just changed the rules so that you can, they can get psilocybin again so that for like, terminally ill people that oh, yeah. use it. So that's really cool. Yeah, either that or probably... Um, I'll just stick with that. That's pretty good. Zach, what's your recommendation? My recommendation... I I actually thought of this earlier. I don't know if I've talked about this on the podcast, but we were talking about sitcoms a little while ago. Oh, we were. And uh, I think one that always gets forgotten in the conversation, because I think a lot of people write it off uh, for one very specific reason, is uh, New Girl. Mm. Have either of you guys watched New Girl? Not the entire At the thing. Beginning of the pandemic, I did watch New Girl. The whole thing? Yeah. 
And what did you think? It was better than what I thought it was before watching it. And why did you think that it was going to be bad? Zoe Deschanel. Right, exactly. (laughs) (laughs) I think a lot of people wrote off New Girl because it seemed like it was just going to be the Zoe Deschanel show, which totally understand. Like, her whole brand of comedy is not a lot of people's thing. Wait, people don't like Zoe Deschanel? No. No, because it's like the manic pixie dream girl. That's just her entire thing. It's just, like, she's made a career off of being... Yeah, of typecasted people. Oh, yeah. That's her... And she does play that character in that show. Yeah. But the surrounding cast of characters in that show, so funny. Mm. They're amazing. Like, Schmidt, the guy who plays Schmidt, I don't know how he's not way more famous. Like, I've never seen him in anything before that, and I don't think I've seen him in anything since. But he is one of the funniest parts of that show. The guy that plays Winston is doing commercials for the Bank of Montreal, and he should be oh, yeah. the star of uh, Hollywood by now. I've seen those ads. They're great. Yeah, but he is so much funnier than a bank commercial. What's funnier than banks, really? New Girl. Yeah, okay. I'll give you that. But that's my medium recommendation. If you don't like Zoe Deschanel, you should still give New Girl a shot. Because, oh, and Jake Johnson is obviously amazing. Like yeah. He's so good in everything he does. He is. Yeah. I don't know who those people are, but... Jake Johnson, uh, I mean, I don't know. I know the people, what the people look like from New Girl, yeah. so I can figure it out. And I know that the guy in the BMO commercials is yeah. the black guy, right? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah he's super funny in that show. That's he good. he replaces, uh, is it Damon Wayans or Marlon Wayans? Marlon Wayans. Mar- that plays Damon. coach. I think it's Damon. I think it is Damon. I think it is Damon. But, yeah, Damon Wayans was in the show in season one, and uh, Winston replaces him. Yeah. And the show Much gets better. way better. Much better. Yeah. Coach from New Girl is Ernie Tagliabu. I think that's his r- real character name. Yes. What is the actor's name? I don't know. Okay. Pretty sure it's Damon Wayne. Winston. Nope. <laughs> oh, here we go. Okay. Nick is Jake Johnson. Yes. Schmidt <laughs> is Max Greenfield. Yeah. Coach is Damon Wayne. Damon Wayne's Jr. Jr. Yeah. Winston is Lamorne Morris. Yeah. So, that's it. Yeah. yeah. That's it. I would also recommend, actually, just as a second one, uh, Kim, Kim's Convenience. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I've never given I, that a I, shot. I got into it, uh, actually, before, ironically, Shang-Chi came out, because, obviously, the guy from the show is in Shang-Chi. He is in Shang-Chi. Uh, great movie. So, I, I got into it before I realized that, but it's a great show. Yeah. It, unfortunately, did not get... The ending that it deserved. Yeah, it didn't run for too long, did it? It was like five seasons. Okay. It didn't get the end of the season, like a a proper end to the season, which is unfortunate, which I think a lot of people at the time, that was their take, is like they didn't even end the show properly very well, uh, which is too bad, but it's a great show. Yeah. Most shows should end after five seasons. That's my opinion. It had topics on the show that I wouldn't have thought that the CBC would have in a sitcom show. Yeah. Like a family sitcom show, like. Yeah. So it was pretty good. Yeah. I think, I don't know. Can you think of any shows that really got better after five seasons? Not a lot. I'm sure if I thought about it for a while. Oh, yeah. I would say Simpsons. Oh, did you hear? Oh, yeah, that's true. Did you <laughs> that's hear? almost cheating. Yeah. Because <laughs> there's like 30 more seasons after season Yeah, five. but I mean, specifically, like, the, fir- the first couple were pretty rough. Yeah. Like, they weren't that great. Like, we go back and watch them, you're like, yeah. Never seen an episode of The Simpsons. I've never watched Simpsons. Yeah. 
don't know. I've seen episodes here and there, but I've never been like, hey, let's watch a season, whatever. But I did have, I had two things that I remembered from earlier. <laughs> One, uh, I have already forgotten. Great. Um, it probably had to do with TV. Um, probably. You said uh, shows don't get good after five seasons. They don't. They really don't. They should just make shows, write them for five seasons, and then gone. A lot of shows don't go much farther than five Exactly. Ended after five. Like, you get enough that it's like, this was an amazing show. Breaking Bad. Five seasons, I think. At least have an ending in mind. Have an ending in mind. Yeah, we talked about that last time. We talked about shows that... I forget what show it was, but like they were ending after at a certain point because they knew that they wanted to end. It. Stranger Things, I think, is what That's we were what talking about. Yeah, yeah. Well, the, Stranger Things was interesting because they said right off the bat they were going to do yeah. four. That, or that, five. That, that's yeah. what we talked about. Yeah, yeah, that's right. We t- we covered it already. Yeah. Sorry, but the other thing I remember from earlier because we were talking about um, acting, whatever. But Matt Damon was supposed to be the main guy in Avatar. Okay, and. James Cameron offered him 10% of the revenue Whoa. to be an avatar. And he turned it down because he thought, he was like, ah, this isn't going to be anything, whatever. So he missed out on $300 million, something like that, like a massive wow. number. And Matt Damon said no. And then what's his name? Sam something got it because he was a the nobody. The guy that nobody cares about? Yeah. Is he even in anything anymore? <sighs> he I mean, was... he's going to be an avatar too. <laughs> Maybe. I don't know. Does he need to be anything else after that? <laughs> Honestly? Uh, Avatar 3? No, I mean, they could kill him off in 2, and he'll be probably set for his entire life. I thought they... I don't know, they didn't kill him off. But I, I love that the, the new thing... Instead of saying, oh, I'll do that when pigs fly, it's like, oh, I'll do that as soon as Avatar you know, 2 comes out. Or Avatar 3, or Avatar 4 or 5. Because they have 5, right? They're making 5. They were going to do 5 back-to-back movies. Well, yeah, I think they're making two through five. Yes, that's what yeah. I mean. Sorry. Yeah. yeah. If those don't come out in like quick succession, I'm just not going to care. Yeah. No one's going to care. It's been so long. If those if those don't come out like in a in a reasonable amount of time, a year at the most, nobody's going to care. I'm not going to care. Well, yet. it's like Star Wars, right? They gave us a Star Wars movie every Christmas for six years, and it was awesome. But if they don't do that, at well, least, or Marvel, the right? Movies, the movies weren't awesome. Well, not all of them were great, no. Rogue One was fantastic. Right? I mean, Solo happened. Right? So, I mean, they had to try. I mean, they didn't have to try, but they might as well, right? I mean, we could talk about the ins and outs of this, the newest Star Wars trilogy for a long time. But I think if they hadn't screwed up the middle one, the end, the last one would have been a lot better. But that's just me. I will always apologize for The Last Jedi. I don't think it's that bad of a movie. I, I, I think you could I, I cut. Think, I think like like the one before it, there are redeeming qualities in both of them. Yeah. I think that if J.J. Abrams had just done the second one, it would have been a really good trilogy. Yeah. But he pawned it off on somebody else, and they totally screwed it up. Who is a great director. Oh, yes. He's, but he's incredible. It's like when you get... I mean, totally screwed it up. I mean, things didn't sit well with people but there was still some good stuff in it but uh, there were so many plot holes and I hated it but okay so essentially if it's just like Justice League if you get somebody else to to change to 
try and direct your vision, it doesn't work. Well, that was the mistake they made, right? Is that their plan from the beginning was to have was directors to have a different director for every movie? Yeah, yeah, horrible idea. They needed to have a Kevin Feige at yeah, the top. Yeah. We if, needed if, Peter if Jackson. The, you need the, a, yeah, if the three of them weren't collaborating at the beginning, yeah, it, it, I, don't, I don't, I didn't see how it was going to work. I thought that's what the, the plan was because I, yeah. I, heard, I heard that they wanted a different director for each, but I thought yeah. they would have like an established vision. Yeah, from the which would have been cool because do you know who the third director was? Well, no, the third director was the guy who made uh, the the Godzilla movies, the most recent Godzilla Ooh. movies. Those are fun. Yeah, I thought that would have been pretty cool. Yeah, but they had to bring JJ in for the last one. Well, yeah. more lens flare. Yeah. Essentially, he had to mop up the mess that was the second one. Not but a big remiss. <laughs> I'd say the first like hour of the movie is a mess, and then it's pretty good from then on out. I I disagree. I think the second half is worse than the first half. But that's just me. But do you remember what happens in the first half? Do you remember what happens in the second half? Yes, exactly. There's so many memorable moments in the second. I remember half. more about the second half of both movies than I do. Okay, let's because be, the beginning of because them. the first half is the casino sequence. Uh, oh, sorry, Which, I put that in the second half. That could have not been in the movie. Exactly. Benicio Del Toro did not need to be in that movie. <laughs> I agree. He added nothing. Yeah. I agree. Yeah. It, it it was supposed to make you care that he betrayed them. Yeah. Mm, nope. They're in, a, they're in a galaxy of people that are out for themselves. So. <laughs> Silly. I don't know. I think that the third one, J.J. Abrams did as best as he could on the third one because he had so much pressure. He had to fix the problems from the second one. He had to make a compelling story and he had to pay all this homage to the original trilogy didn't in have one to, he chose to. Well, yeah, but... You Which can't. is all he did with uh, The Force Awakens too. Yeah. Is just exactly. remake a new hook. Right, but... Okay, there's a difference between remaking and paying homage. Mm. But, I mean, Chewie got his medal. Homage. <laughs> homage. Homage, homage and homage are different. No way. Are they really? Yeah. I don't think I mean, so. they're different words. <laughs> no. <laughs> you can't just say the same word two different ways. It's Cud and crude. Homage and and homage are different. Is it because that's the same you word. pay you pay one and the other one is what it is? I think they're the same word. You Google it. They're, di- they're different I, words. I, yeah, Google homage versus homage. No, no, you got you got the text speech. Homage versus homage. Homage? How were we saying it before? Homage and... (laughs) I don't even know. Homage. Homage. What is the word homage? Homage is a French word. Okay, so there is... Homage comes from that. An Anglo-French word from home... uh, French word, I see. Yeah, how do you spell homage? H-O-M-A-G, yeah. It means great respect and honor or something done to honor a person or thing. Now, which one are... Now, homage, that's homage. But now you're saying homage is different. I'm saying you're saying homage and it's homage. You said they were two I different know, I words. know, I know. I'm guessing. Okay. <laughs> I'm guessing. Can you pay homage to a living person? Of course. No, but can you play homage? Homage is the homage is what same you're saying. Thing. It's it, it it is, but you're saying it wrong. Welcome back to the mispronunciation podcast. Okay, where we cut. spend where we spend eighty percent of the episode arguing about how to pronounce a word. Yeah, crawler. <laughs> <laughs> All 
right. Okay. Anything else you guys need to say before we uh, wrap this one up? Just crueler. This is just a mess. Um, thank you for listening, folks. You know where to find us, the Modern Rustic Podcast at gmail.com. If you have any questions, concerns, or comments, hit us up on Instagram because why not? You'll be our 11th follower. Uh, have a great night and uh, see you next week. <laughs>